Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. This is Barbecue Nation After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with Miss Leanne, who's a very busy lady at this point in her life, jetting around. Mm -hmm. You know, she's a NASCAR gal now. I don't know if you guys knew that, but Mm -hmm. she goes to NASCAR events and I see her on the news. So (laughs) and I'm not a NASCAR guy, so it just shows up. Um, We've got Chuck Schoenfeld and Russell Woodward here from the High School Barbecue Incorporated down in Texas. Uh, Great regular show. And as we said on the show, Leanne and I met Chuck and his wife, Marnie, down in Fort Worth. Chuck and I did our best to not leave any food on the table down there. And uh, but I wanted to talk to Russell about beans. You guys start your competition there with dry pinto beans. That's 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 not a requirement that I know of. And Leanne's much more adept at this than I am, but that's not a requirement on any of the other competitions. Is it man? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little, I didn't even know that they, so it's required for these students to start with dried pinto beans. So can they add great Northerns or um, kidney beans, or it's just, that's it. That's the rule. That's t- that's Texas. Yeah. So they, they are allowed to soak their beans and fry in water only. Nothing else. No chicken broth, beef broth, or anything like that. Um, and then, of course, Saturday morning, they can start cooking at 6 a.m. like everything else. Uh, but we do have them to start from dry pencil beans to keep somebody from going out and buying a can of Bush's pencil beans and doctoring them up. We want right. those beans from scratch. Um, and a lot of them have, you know, they're the rules as far as cooking them. It doesn't, we don't really have any specific type cooking methods. A lot of them have Instapots that they use. They bring a generator Instapot, crock pot. Some of them cook them on the offset smokers. Some cook on propane. So are they allowed to add proteins like bacon and brisket? And- as long as it's not bigger than a dime. Oh. Yeah, that's where that came from. I got so you. So let me, I'll tell you where that came from, uh, JT, and you were going to ask Russell, but uh, so when we first started this, we we always have the judges roll the beans from the bottom to the top so they're hot, right? Mm-hmm. We had a judge roll up a giant piece of ham out of the bottom of one of the bean cups. They were hiding it in the bottom of the cup for flavor. So we decided at that point <coughs> we're going to stop that from happening. So we decided to make a rule there was nothing larger than the diameter of a dime or small marble to keep them from putting big giant hunks of ham and stuff. And basically more ham and more flavor uh, than the beans would normally give you. For the beans themselves. Well, couldn't they just add a whole bunch of dime size ham pieces? Yeah. Yeah, they could put pieces of brisket in, you know, whatever they want to put in it. 
but we always try to encourage the judges to judge the beans for the beans, not for the the other. You know, if somebody had fifty percent ham, fifty percent beans, they're, they're judging ham basically. Or you know, so we try to encourage the judges to judge the beans, not the ham, or the, the added ingredients. Uh, and will it get through? Some of them get through like that. They probably will. I'm not going to pull them off the table as long as they're in the right size, right size you know, criteria. So uh, we don't really have much trouble with that. We did have trouble with some of the South Texas beans making refries. We make sure it's a whole penalty now. They don't turn it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You know, so but that's the way they cook penalties now in South Texas. They make refries on it. So we we try to keep it a whole penalty with nothing larger than a dime. Yeah, they could put five pounds of ham in if they want to, but most of them don't. Does it tend to be uh, the flavor profile since you're in Texas? Does it tend to be uh, kind of on the spicy side then? Man, they are all over the place. They're from really spicy, uh, hot. Uh, we had one come in one time that tasted like a caramel. They put like a caramel in it. I don't know why. No and, comment. They were trying to go for a little sweet, and I don't know if they achieved that or not. So. Did, they ever, did they ever hear of molasses or sorghum or anything? <laughs> well, I think that's what they were trying to do. I think they were trying to do a molasses thing, but they put like a, it tastes to me like, you know, like the, the caramel you buy at the grocery store for ice cream. Yeah. But they have a lot of it in there. Wow. <laughs> so, Russell, what's your favorite profile on, on pinot beans? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a hard one. But I do like a little bit of spice uh, with it. And I, and I like the spice-sweet combination. That's typically my favorite uh, in there. And uh, when, when so anyway, that's my favorite. But there are, you know, so many different variations of that. A lot of them go for the barbecue type flavors typically to complement some of the other meats that have got going on. We've had a few that tried to incorporate some smoke into it. Uh, one of them didn't work very well. And then <laughs> judges didn't like that so much, but then we had some that get, you know, get a nice little tint of that going and it, it adds some texture and, and uh, diversity to your palate there. But I typically go for that simple, sweet, uh, sweet and hot combination is my favorite. I know that when I have gatherings here and I get a phone call on either Sunday or Monday morning and one of my friends says, what in the hell did you put in those beans? Then I know I hit a home run. <laughs> just saying, just saying, just saying like that. Um, what about. Leanne's heard me rail against this before, but what about liquid smoke? Chuck's going, nah, I don't want any We don't, we can't, there, there's no way to police it. Uh, that's one Well, it's their own loss. I mean, if they yeah. want to do it. I agree. <laughs> that stuff is nasty. I agree. Nasty. Yeah. That's nasty. my boy. Um, I will say that there's one kind of one of the reasons we went away from the pellet cookers is because, you know, to get the smoke flavor, people were dumping liquid smoke on their meat. And I, I just think that if you cook, your meat on, on open fire, you're going to get the flavor you need. They know that. Yeah. So I, I don't know if any teams are not using it, but I have not seen any bottles of it sitting around. Right. Uh, and they don't want me to hide too to much. To their credit. Yeah. 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 What about you, Russell? You're not a liquid smoke guy, are you? And those people are going to come after me one day because I've been railing against it for like seven years now. But it's just... Mm. 
I well, let's put it this way. I guess if you were just a diehard smoke fan and you had no other option, right? But uh, I have, like Chuck, I haven't seen any of our teams using that much at all because they've got the, they're cooking over a live fire. They're using real wood and and have the opportunity to add that smoke flavor naturally. Uh, so we don't have a rule against it, but I don't know that we find anybody doing it. And I haven't uh, seen anybody even trying to use it. We were kind of coming off our bean conversation there. But I don't know that I've seen anybody using that as a flavoring agent in beans even. So I don't know if they've thought about that, but uh, we haven't really seen that much. Well, I'll tell you what, I would find a way, <clears throat> excuse me, I would find a way, even if I had to go out and fire up the car on a hundred degree day and cook on the hood, not to use that stuff. That's, that's, that, that's just me. So, you know, whatever. It's like, a, what's the biggest, uh, both of you now, what's the biggest thing that you think going forward is going to affect or be the benefit for these kids that are participating? Well, I think that the biggest benefit that they get out of this, uh, in addition to learning how to cook on an open fire, but learning a life skill about cooking is really the uh, for those that are serious and they've come in and they're developing a team, uh, that's just learning how to work through challenges, overcome, improvise when something goes wrong and make it work. Uh, any, anytime you got a team uh, and they've got to work together and resolving those conflicts. I think from a leadership perspective, those are the things that these students are going to take from this the most uh, into life, wherever they go. And uh, that's the reason we're there. Certainly we you know, we're, we're delivering our beef messages and want them to enjoy it and learn how to cook beef well. But honestly, as uh, being on the culinary side of things and working with a lot of chefs and restaurants and competition cooks, I want these students to learn how to cook a lot of different variety of things. You know, they need to they need to learn how to cook pork ribs well, in addition to brisket. And they need to know how to do those kinds of things so that they can enjoy it. Um, and again, be able to overcome conflict, resolve challenges uh, in the moment. Right. Uh, things here was the plan and the plan worked for about 10 minutes. And then we got to figure out how to make this go. And seeing those students come together and rally uh, when things don't go the way they're supposed to, when it's too cold, the wind's blowing 30 or 40 miles an hour and it won't stop or the wood was wet or whatever happened that caused the plan to, to go off track. And then when they get it back on track and find some success, I think that's the key. I'm assuming that these kids get graded. Am I correct? Like in their, it goes towards their GPA in school. Well, this is yeah. a, this is an extracurricular activity by, uh, and there's not a class for it. So they're not in a class. This so they is aren't graded. Volunteered to do as extracurricular. I see. Yeah. And I noticed when you were listing things about what could happen, you didn't mention chicken. So I'm just put, put, putting that in there for you. Yeah, I, I go around and then and, and take the chicken away. And then somebody comes from behind me, gives it all back to him. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> you know, there, there is one more piece to that. The teams that do well, there are some good opportunities for some decent scholarship money out there. <clears throat> if it's to Scalpier or even at state, we give a, a, a cash scholarship where they have to ask for it when they get to college and we'll send the college to check. For that as well. So that's out there as well. Um, so just not only cooking and learning and having fun, but there is there is a carrot for them to go after 
if they so choose to do so. And most of them are. Most of them are there. To, mm -hmm. We gave away last year uh, scholarships for first through third. And I would say 80% of those were claimed this year when they got to college. So we got to write checks to the colleges and send it to them. Well, excellent. Yeah, excellent. It's good for the students as well. Um, you know, one thing I ask them at every awards meeting is, did y'all have fun? And then I always tell them, if you didn't have fun, please come talk to me afterwards. I won't know what we did wrong as an organization. And up to, to today, I have not had any of them come back to me after the end of the cook-off and say they didn't have a good time while they were learning. And that's my goal. I want them to have fun and learn while they're having fun. And at the end of the day, go home with a smile on their face. Well, I noticed they were having fun in Fort Worth because when you did the award ceremony, some of your teams whooped on some of those pros down there. So yeah. I thought that yeah. was I thought that was good. I was I was under the porch eating the little strawberry churro things, but uh, I was still having a good time. But I was impressed that they got out there and uh, it really held their own from people mm -hmm. on the on the pro circuit like that. Um, Russ. Uh, Chuck, we thank you for being with us today. Uh, really enjoyed this conversation. Really enjoyed meeting you and Marnie in Fort Worth, Chuck. And we will certainly uh, be able to do that again. Yes. Yes. We appreciate the invitation. Thank you so much. And uh, happy cooking, happy barbecuing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. awesome. If anybody's interested in starting an organization somewhere besides Texas, you'll get on our webpage and email me. I will share the information. I do not have a problem with that. We would love to get other states doing this, and maybe we can meet somewhere in the central and have a, a nationwide competition amongst states. There you go. There you go. We're, we're you know what you, you, know what you should do is you should take the top team or the grand state champion and send them out like to the Royal to compete. You know, that would be kind of fun just to if see the how they do. Lose, we would do it. We yeah. Want to against you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to get us some teams and let's, let's uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> she's 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 not very big, but she's she's fierce. I'm gonna say she's fierce. Um, I'm I'm actually cooking a brisket comp in uh Fargo, North Dakota and teaching a class. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. Yes, yeah, thank it's, you. It's all good. Well, guys, thanks for taking the time. I know it's uh, a chunk out of your day and missing your lunch hour and stuff. But uh, uh, Chuck, I've arranged for those guys from Fort Worth to come down there and bring you some quail and some shrimp. So oh, anyway, yeah. all right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back thank next you. week. Take care. You too. We'll be back next week with another edition of After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. Remember our motto, turn it, don't burn it. Take care, everybody. <laughs>